India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone recording for the 18th of August 2023 let's see I'm trying to record this podcast with a video maybe that will allow me to do two things at a time which is uh, if it's on YouTube and i do get the chance i can throw in some charts there uh, but otherwise uh, the idea is for this really to be one of my podcast rants uh, which will show up on soundcloud and if you're using spotify spotify apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you want to find it if you simply search for india charts uh, you will find the channel and you can subscribe and start following the podcast that i try to put out whenever i can more often than not once in a couple of weeks Uh, I hope to do one every week but it doesn't always happen it's sometimes once in two weeks but uh I I do continue to do them so uh if you're looking out for the notifications just follow it on any of those channels and you will get to know about the podcast as and when I publish now the markets have been uh, pretty interesting they've been vibrant we've in fact since I've written the long shot report it's actually pulled back a bit but whatever I've written there does not really change because the long shot report is big picture uh whereas in the short term uh, we deal with something very very different now i really waited to write that out because in any case we were bullish but what i wanted to do is put out a clear case of the weak dollar and uh, reflation trade uh, which uh, is something that i've been talking about since uh, 2020 and i thought uh, that confirmation of a weak dollar would be important so when it broke all the lows of 2022 it was a good reason but since then we've seen the dollar bounce back and retrace some of those losses a lot of those losses it's not gone back above the high the last swing high on a, a weekly or monthly chart but it has retraced a significant portion of it more than 80% and therefore uh, you start wondering oh is this a new move or is this just part of the previous move and all this is coming on the back of rising us interest rates or us bond yields rather uh, a mix of both uh, because bond yields are driven more more by expectations and interest rates of course are raised by the fed itself the fed has continued to tighten uh, to at least my surprise i would think that they wouldn't mind keeping things a little easier uh, even though they do want to get uh, a hold on inflation uh, they don't really want to kill growth but uh, what would make them do something like that they would know something that we don't and uh, that apparently appears to be the strong data that continues to come out of the us economy the gdp growth numbers uh, have been stunning uh, at the least they've beaten most expectations and they actually reflect some kind of underlying phase of productivity gains uh, that i'm also hearing about now that are really the drivers behind the scenes which is why they actually doing so well so if you have productivity gains driving these earnings and then those earnings are being seen by the market they actually able to handle higher interest rates and the pressure that they face really from wages also would then end up being absorbed and becomes a natural and normal demand now that's a lot of macro to digest but coming back to our markets what it really means is are we really going to see high interest rates in india my sense is not because i do think that we've already peaked in as far as interest rates in india are concerned because the bond yields on the 10 year gsec have already broken down from the triangular pattern unlike the usd inr which is broken on the upside now i don't know if you guys remember i did have this discussion sometime back that when bond yields fall the currency weakens 
okay and that was a risk uh, to my view thinking that both could go down together when yields fall they can trigger the currency but eventually when uh, you know the rates pull back a bit the currency should strengthen now we have seen bond yields in the 10 year gsec bounce back a bit to, to the upside recently but that that doesn't seem to have caused much of a strengthening reaction on the inr or the rupee so in the end what we are really seeing is our response function to what is really happening around the world so if the dollar is globally going up uh, the rupee is responding to that if the bond yields are globally going up the gsec yields are also responding to that the lag or lead lag is really that uh, the dollar is not at a, at a new all time high but the usd inr was as it got past the 83 mark it started making a new record and on the other hand bond yields also in the us are knocking at the doors of the highs that they made in Uh, October of 2022 or uh, for the two year the significant new high readings were seen in March of 2023 both of those occasions indian bond yields have not made new highs and now they actually down so uh, a very very different pattern in both the cases even though in the short term we seem to be moving in the direction of what is happening globally our readings are very different now if i go go to the monthly chart of the usd inr what i end up seeing is that the momentum on monthly charts is actually on the sell side so then this spike to new highs could also end up being a false move or a fifth move that just culminates and then uh, you know rolls over so it can be slightly dangerous but given that we've broken out uh, beyond the 83 mark the 83 mark could end up being a support in the short term there could be one more spike above 8350 and then i look at the possibility whether it tops out over there on the other hand for bond yields i think uh, they already broken down so we have retraced more than 50% of the fall that we saw in yields and uh, it should be due to max maybe do 61% and then head lower again so that is sort of what i would expect uh, what is that 61% level it's at around 7.28 or 27 i think yeah somewhere there 7.28% max uh, and then head down from there is what i would think as far as indian bond yields on the 10 year are concerned and uh, once you start seeing yields over here drop that would be supportive i think of markets even though uh, like i said for currency sometime it can be in uh, downward pressure for the rupee or the usd inr moving up a bit but again we are going to move to global queues and therefore those relationships may not work exactly like that uh, in fact uh, if yields are falling it probably means that our bond market is attracting funds attracting buying interest and as it does that as foreign money comes into uh, even our bond market the rupee can strengthen you know so what would drive that kind of a move into the bond market is i think the really big question now one of the reasons could be uh, and it can be debated because you know the differential between indian bond yields and us bond yields is actually narrowed down to the lowest in history which means why pay the take the currency risk and actually buy bonds in india uh, relative to the us so actually the attractiveness of uh, the indian bond market to foreign investors is sort of reduced at the moment Now, U.S. bond markets have been falling, and yields are spiking on the back of the, you know, expectations that the Fed wants to hike more, or that there were some recent downgrades of uh, credit. But of course, that's the sovereign credit, and so that doesn't really matter, or shouldn't in the medium term. But uh, what does matter is that the U.S. for its spending plans does need to raise uh, almost up to two trillion dollars from the market, and has to pay interest for another trillion dollars, which means. for 2023 it has to you know do some 3 trillion dollars of bond funding uh, for the treasury and if that has to come if it comes on to the market of course yields 
will jump a lot and that's sort of what markets are trying to debate you know is this issuance going to really cause a big jump in yields it's not just the inflation then uh, though that is the talk of town uh, inflation data has been falling consistently in fact uh, the falling inflation data was one of the reasons why the dollar broke all the lows of 2022 and i took that as a reason to believe that eventually if inflation is having a positive effect on the dollar in terms of wanting it to weaken uh, which is what i would like from an emerging markets perspective then uh, wouldn't it also uh, cause yields to go down and that doesn't seem to still be happening you know so and and i think the only reason for that is us having these big issuances coming up now uh, given the sheer scale of these issuances uh, do i think that the federal reserve would just let it fall on the market and that's where the answer up used to be a big no i mean first of all if the us government needs to be funded it doesn't need to be funded at high interest rates it needs to be funded at low interest rates and if you need low interest rates uh, the only way it's going to happen is some kind of yield curve control if the or the fed has to promise uh, directly or indirectly to buy or fund those bonds at a lower rate for the government and provide the funding to the treasury so as and when that happens the pressure eases now there's no announcement either from the us side as to what they will do on the bond market will they intervene or have they started to buy behind the scenes uh, and when we actually see that buying you know couple of 100 billion dollars of bond buying if the fed does uh, behind the scenes and we see that report come out then it would change sentiment dramatically at that front the other one which can change sentiment dramatically is china doing what we've been hearing a lot in the news which is some kind of a stimulus or some kind of a support to its economy not just rate cuts they've done that a couple of times that's not uh, working out that well of course uh, the chinese market did rally last year post covid but it's been falling back and it's going to need that additional stimulus just like most other nations have actually done post their own rounds of covid and i think china has probably not done that much which is why inflation is not a big issue in china but they're going to need to do something and it's a pending issue they keep saying there's a lot of news coming out of china that they're going to do something but they haven't done anything yet and which is why you find the chinese market under pressure that is one it's a major economy and on the other side you find the us uh, bond market under pressure and if you can sort these two out i think the risk on trades will just come rushing right back into the markets uh, and uh, these just look like pending issues it's not like oh this is not going to happen it's like uh, it's like an obvious bet i mean the us is going to fund its treasury it's not going to you know let it fall on the market because high interest rates for the government don't don't make sense and so that's according to me a done deal it's only a question of timing and the timing is making all the difference right now because the markets are panicking thinking that well if if it doesn't happen now yields are rising and reflecting uh, a sort of immediacy an immediate need for someone to step in and actually throw water on on the entire issue so that uh, markets can go on doing what they want to do now in the meantime sentiment is reaching an extreme uh, us bonds have uh, if you combine all the shorts across categories across time frames one of the highest short positions historically we've never really seen that uh, in fact the 10 year used to have high short positions in jan feb and now you're actually seeing the 30 year uh, add short positions recently in the recent weeks and so if you combine it all it's one of the biggest short positions so sentiment is extremely negative as far as us bond markets are concerned and uh, it would really help a lot if we get some kind of a stimulant uh, on that front similarly on the dollar sentiment reached almost 90% on the dsi the daily sentiment index which means 90% of traders were bullish on you know the dollar 
and uh, that's a pretty high reading so if only 10% are bearish and 90% are bullish the reason to believe we are getting closer to the end that doesn't mean you can't go to 92 or 93 but uh, we are getting close to that point and on on the yen we are definitely low it's like 9% so it's single digits usd jpy so the so the yen at 9% meaning that uh, there are very very few people who are really uh, bullish on uh, the yen everybody is bearish and that's uh, the interesting part which is why the usd jpy which is a uh, one of the other major component drivers of the dollar move uh, should be peaking out and rolling over as well that's the expectation i would have and these are the things we are really watching out for you know because that's the global stuff that has been affecting markets and resulting in this recent correction especially in the large caps and uh, us has seen relentlessly its indices fall now if you look at the pace of the fall either in the indian index us indices or in the us bond markets it's actually much slower than the declines we were seeing last year you know which is why i still think this is a routine correction this is not a major trend reversal and the moment some of these news items clear we should probably see a resumption of the uptrend and that is seen even more uh, clearly in the mid and small cap space where uh, the broad market indices are really not breaking down they're just holding their gains now you can say they're losing momentum to some degree which is a fair point because they are narrowing down at higher levels not moving up at the same pace as they were earlier but they haven't broken down yet now their failure to break down can be seen as oh well that means there's still some correction left in the market on the other hand we can say that well their strength uh, where you know you can see individual stocks running away every day could actually be a signal that underlying strength is very strong and this is not a weak market and in general if you are an investor your portfolio reflects that because your portfolio is growing in value even as the nifty appears to be declining in value that's sort of a blessing in disguise for people who are especially those who are mid and small cap investors or who invest outside the large caps outside the a group outside the index stocks they are definitely doing much better than the indices themselves so this is the run up i think the you know conclusions that i can make the summary of everything that i have observed uh, that we are going through a pain period a pain period that cannot be permanent because the problems that that are there are not going to be allowed to become widespread uh, contagious and therefore i think it warrants action from uh, government central banks and so on and it's coming so it's only a question of time uh, when we look at the internal structure of the indian markets it has been strong and it remains strong so you might get rotational corrections in individual sectors like we have seen that in banking recently uh, we've seen it in a couple of others uh, individual stocks as well from time to time but overall something or the other keeps performing and keeps this gravy train going and therefore if you focus on stocks uh, you're good off, good off over there uh, if you really got to deal with nifty you'll have to do it level to level and the two will have to be thought of very very differently if you think about the nifty's falling uh, and you expect stocks stocks to fall it may not exactly happen that way especially uh, if you are linking what's happening in the cash market to the large caps and fno category so that's all in this update hope that gives you sufficient insights to think about what is going on and how to deal with it my sense is i'm just waiting for this uh, these pressure points to go so that we can get back to the bull market that i don't think is completely done with we've seen a good pause at the index level but that's about it lots more to come lots more a lot more action shows up once you know you get the funding lines in place and uh, you know liquidity movements in place and things start moving ahead all over again that's it thank you nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work 
please consult a registered financial advisor for the same and yes please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge